Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome to Spark London. We tell true stories. We tell them live. And we tell them all across London. This story was performed by David Thomas. In February 2012. Where the theme was the unexpected. Uncle David told us to pack our overnight bags and wait outside. And when his turquoise VW Golf convertible came round the corner, it was bouncing at about... um, like a million miles an hour. And that's how we knew that he was a really good driver. And we climbed in, and I'm the youngest, so I'm in the back. And Chris is older than me, so he's sitting in front. And I've got my sleeping bag and my tent that I'm going to stay the night in. But I don't know where we are going to stay the night. So I'm in the back, and I say, Uncle David, where are we going tonight? He's driving. He's bald, and his hair... He's bald, but he's bald in a way that hair flies about. He says, <laughs> he says, we're going to a very rich man's house for a party. And I say, who's the rich man? And he said, Richard Branson. So, how do you know Richard Branson? I don't really know Richard Branson. He, <laughs> He's a friend of a friend. He said, it's the party. Will there be dancing? He says, it's better than dancing. There are going to be balloons. But rich people, they have big balloons. And some rich people, they are so rich, they buy themselves islands to live on. So I'm quite impressed. And the drive... It's about two hours, I think. We're on the motorway and the wind is whizzing all around us. We know we're going a far way because that's where the motorway takes you. And when we finally get anywhere off the motorway, we see these long walls that are like fortress walls. And this gate, um, I can't remember what year it was, but it's like the Jurassic Park gates. (laughs) And I remember being impressed and it opens and I imagine the voice saying, Welcome to Jurassic Park. And we creak in in, this, in the turquoise golf convert, is convertible, uh, feeling pretty, pretty good. And uh, we go into Branson land, and the first thing I see is, I suppose it's a medium to uh, probably large pond with a bit of like mud in the middle. I think it's, it's, the, it's the island. And, uh, <laughs> and gliding across the surface 
there are swans, but they're not the usual uh, vanilla flavor swans. They're black swans, which I've never seen before, and they're grinning at me. Um, so there's that there. There are bouncy castles over there puffing children into the air, and I think they're laughing. And, <laughs> and above their heads, I see above the treetops even, these three humongous um, balloons rising that are the size of buses or something, and I'm, I'm impressed. And I think Uncle David at this point goes off to play cricket. There's a huge cricket game, which does not interest me. And Chris, my brother, he goes off. Uh, I think he wants to be near the adults because he's that age. But I think I'm going to explore Branson Land. So I head towards the horizon. Along There's that big wall I was telling you about. I head along by there, and I come to a tennis court, the kind that um, like professionals play on, which has the squidgy astroturf, which I squidge in my hands. But because I'm by myself, I can't play, so I just have to wind the net up and down <laughs> and, uh, and bounce. Um, um, I look around, I'm not really sure what else to do, but there's a, ca- a cabin. Um, so I try the door and it squeaks. I step in and this is where I find the treasure. It's inside, uh, it seems like the size of an Olympic-sized swimming pool, but it's not, it's just a snooker table. It's quite a small snooker table. Uh, with the green bays, very smooth. And even at that age, I knew that uh, snooker players are all miserable people. But I think I'm going to pretend to be one today, so I pretend to put on my silk waistcoat, and I go to the, where the queues are kept. They're all different heights, and some of them have those rests that look like deer's antlers. Um, but I don't have time to play, because Chris, my brother, comes in and goes, you've got to come and help pitch the tent which we do in that night before bed, and as I'm lying there in a, in a sleeping bag, I'm told I have to get up at 7 in the morning, very early, to go up in the balloon uh, with the madman Richard Branson. But I get up earlier than that. There's that time in the night where children all around the world go a little bit uh, crazy, and they decide they're going to get up when it's still nighttime and go and watch cartoons or play games. Uh, but this time, as I'm stepping out, as unzip the tent, and you can feel the, the dew on the tent uh, sleeve, is that what you call it? And all the tents are around me. In the distance, I can hear drunk grown-ups carousing. And uh, the, the, the grass is wet under my feet as I walk between the, like, the tents in Tent City, and I head back towards the magic cabin. I open the door again, squeak. But inside... Uh, there's a shock waiting for me because I'm not alone in the cabin. Uh, there's a man facing me, but not looking at me. He's looking down and writing in a notepad. And around him, there are these black bags that are bulging. And I have to wait a moment, and then I say, hello. And he jumps, astonished. And it's quite scary to a child seeing a grown-up astonished because you wonder why they're scared and then you feel if you scared them you feel you're probably like better than them so I say what are you doing and he said oh I'm doing my homework and at that point I think this guy's stupid (laughs) because if grown-ups are doing their homework that means they're still at school and grown-ups don't go to school, so I win. So I said to him, how would you like to play a game of pool or snooker? And he looks towards the door, 
And I said, where are you going to go? It's five in the morning. And I think at that point, for whatever reason, I don't know why, he says yes. And straight away I know that he's not a normal grown-up because he picks one of the cues which has antlers and plays with that instead of a real cue. And he, um, and he sort of strides around the table in this really elaborate, flamboyant way. And he doesn't... He's rubbish. He doesn't get a single ball in. And neither do I, but of course in my head I do because I'm a snooker player. Um, and we play for quite a while and I've, I win... Um, and suggest a game of tennis. At this point, the sun's coming up and he's looking more panicked. He wants to get out of there for some reason. He probably wants to get back to his friends. And I say, should we have a game of tennis? And he says, uh, I can't. I said, why are you here? What are you doing here? And he said, I'm a friend of Richard Branson's, which I don't think strange because famous people like James Bond, they're James Bond, they aren't James. So I think... Everyone who's Richard Branson's friends, they call him Richard Branson. Uh, they don't call him Richard. So he agrees to play tennis. He plays in a very strange way. The ball, if it's going over his head, if you're playing against a child, you knock it back to them. But he was, he, I think he hated me. He was really smashing it back at the, at the ground. And we play for a while longer. Before I think eventually I realise I can't keep him there hostage any longer. So I let him go back to whatever grown-up things he's doing. He drags his bags along that long wall that goes on until whatever point Bransonland has a corner. He goes off and I hear it clanking. It's this strange man who clanks off. Um, and then I go back to the tent and we go up in a big balloon and I meet a man in a balloon who's got a designer shirt. He looks very tired and uh, don't know who he is. Come back down. And when it's time to go home, we get back in the turquoise VW Golf convertible. And we head back past the Grinning Swans, past the famous island, and out through the Jurassic Park gates. But at this point, this big guy comes over, the gate man, and he says, did you have a nice time? I said, yeah. Um, and he said... <laughs> He said, now, where, did any of you see anything suspicious here this weekend? And I, uh, we were thinking, well, I don't know what they were thinking, but I was thinking, well, define suspicious. <laughs> he said, someone broke into the main house this weekend. They made off with Sir Richard Branson's designer shirts and all of his cutlery, and I'm wondering, you know, does he keep all of his shirts with the cutlery in a drawer? <laughs> Uh, I could be getting a bit confused with that. And then he goes, and then, and then they, they made off somewhere with it. They took it all. It was worth a lot of money. Did he see anything suspicious? So I think of all the things I've seen that weekend. I've seen, um, I've seen a convertible car, which I've seen before, but it's still exciting. <laughs> I've seen the motorway. Uh, it's kind of fun. Seen the big, long walls, like a fortress that someone lives in. The Jurassic Park gates. I saw the famous island. I saw the magical swans, I uh, saw cricket, I saw um, the tent city, I saw the tennis court, I saw the magic cabin, I went up in a balloon, I thought I met a friend uh, with bags, and then I thought, <laughs> no, I, I didn't, <laughs> didn't see anything. And then we went home. <laughs> Thank you.
for more stories, head to sparklondon.com. Spark London is produced by Joanna Yates with audio production by Matt Hill at rethinkdaily.co.uk. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.